You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Father, we love you. Lord, we are so grateful that we get to walk in intimate friendship with God. And God, we thank you that we get to have this conversation with you, that we as Christ followers have the privilege to walk with God. Lord, we just confess in the midst of our busy lives, it's easy to let loose of that and not value that the way that we desire to value that. And so would you remind us today, would you refresh us today to be intentional about our relationship with you? God, we ask that each one of us would be friends of God, that we would walk in that calling and that it would be the highest priority of our lives to know and walk with Jesus. We love you. We honor you. And all of Radiant said, amen. Do you ever feel lonely, like just alone, lonely? It's interesting, the quote of Mother Teresa, she said that loneliness is the leprosy of our day, meaning that right now we live in a time where people, uh, it's like a disease where they feel alone. And I want you to think about the relationship that you have with God. I want you to think about by virtue of the fact that we get to walk with Jesus and be friends with God, that we don't have to live in a, in a kind of loneliness. We don't have to live completely alone. We have this, this friendship with Holy Spirit that allows us to walk with God and have conversation with God. And, and my aim for us today is to talk about that conversational friendship with God. That you don't have to live lonely, and we live in a culture that does live lonely. We also live in a culture that lives bored. We live in a culture where there's the constant desire to stimulate with something because I'm so bored. But if we believe that we can have this friendship with God, then, then boredom is just a reflection of emptiness. Boredom is just, there's, there's, not, there's not the relationship going on on the inside, and so I'm going to find something. I'm going to find another binge on Netflix, uh, another, another hobby, and food, sports, something something to just kind of crush that boredom. And so I want us just to think about this, even, even that media problem that exists in our culture. I read multiple different things this week. And there's different statistics. Some say that the average American will be on a media device or look at a screen for 10 hours a day. And there's, just, there's a whole bunch of different ones. But the bottom line is, is that we're living in a culture where there's constant stimulation by screens and by by this attempt to kind of get out of our boredom. But the reality is that perpetual media, it it doesn't cure the problem, it just delays dealing with it. Because what the real core is, is we were made for relationship with God. And the primary way that you will get rid of that loneliness or that you'll get rid of boredom is to focus in on what matters most, which is your friendship with God. And so my hope is that today we can just talk about gaining and growing in this conversational friendship with God and having that be something that we significantly work on and we significantly care about. And when you talk about what sets us apart, what we're, how we're different even from unbelievers, the reality is, is that at the core, it's what, what makes us unique, what makes us different is that we're walking in relationship with Jesus. The difference is relationship. And so we just sang that song about the cross. and 
You're the one that has received it and said, yes, I say yes to the finished work of the cross and the empty tomb. And I'm going to walk in relationship with Jesus. And so by virtue of you walking in right relationship with God, you have the privilege. And that's what I want to highlight today, the privilege of conversation, the privilege of listening, the pr this privilege of knowing God. And so our our verse for this series is John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice, Jesus says. I know them and they follow me. Real simple idea. My sheep, that's us. We're the believers. We're the Christ followers. My sheep, us, we listen to his voice. I know them, the shepherd, Jesus knows you, and you follow Jesus. A.W. Tozer said, the one who does not expect that God will speak will discount every time God does speak. And so it's easy if you want to have this conviction, well, I'm not sure if God speaks, to over time not actually hear when he is speaking. And so as we talk about hearing God, I want to invite you to just kind of lock in with, there is this thing that you have called relationship. And in relationship with God, there is communication. In every healthy relationship, there's communication. And so if God speaks, which we talked about last week that he does, and if you are in relationship with him, which you are, you've said, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to walk with him. Then you can expect to walk in communication with him. And you can expect that when you talk to him, he speaks. Have you ever had a friendship where you text someone and they don't text back? Like zero. I mean, have you ever had a relationship where you make the phone call and they don't call you back at all? Have you ever had a relationship where you sit at Chili's and you do all the talking? Everybody's thinking about when they were dating. Oh, this is the old days. Imagine a relationship where there's no text return, text return, not tax return, text return. You're like, a relationship with no tax return. All right. That sounds a good. Is that heaven? Anyway, so... No texts returned, no phone calls returned, just, just one way. Imagine the disappointment in a relationship like that. I want to encourage you that you serve a God that when you talk to him, he talks. And so sometimes in the midst of when we talk about hearing God, there's often kind of extremes. There's people that go, well, I'm going to form my position on if I can hear God based upon my frustration with the people that I think claim to hear God and say crazy things. And then there's some that go, well, based upon that there's people that say that you can't hear God, I'm going to form my position based upon their ignorance on that you, that you and I believe you can, and, and, and they react. And I want to invite you not to form your conviction based upon a reaction, but form your conviction based upon the word of God. So that right down the middle, you can believe, yeah, the truth is, is there is probably people that are claiming that God spoke to them, and it's probably some stuff that doesn't line up with Scripture. And instead of becoming angry and forming your position that God doesn't talk today, look at the Scriptures and say, all right, I do believe that it's pretty clear that we serve a talking God, a God that speaks to me, and my response is to listen. Listen to the way that Jesus says this. He says, I no longer call you servants. Because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. And then he says, why? For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Listen to this idea. He says, so as the servant, 
you just get to command. But as the friend, I speak to you. You get the why. We've got this relationship. Everything I've learned, I'm sharing with you. I'm making known to you. I'm, there's, there's revelation. And I want to encourage you today that Jesus continues to give revelation to his disciples. That that's not over. Like, oh, the sadness to believe that God would speak in the Old Testament and then in the New Testament and then, you know, in the first century, and then it's just over. And now for the last couple thousand years, we just, we don't get the privilege of hearing God's voice. I think it'd be true that God today, Holy Spirit at work inside of you, he still speaks. And the question is, how intentional are you at listening? Like when you think about that God is speaking, what's, what's your own level of listening? I remember I was 24 years old and I went to pick up a speaker at our church. And, you know, it's kind of an honor to get to pick up this guy who is doing a lot of things for the kingdom and was flying in to speak. And I was the 24-year-old young pastor that picked him up at the airport and he got in, he got in the car. And the first thing he said is he, is he said, well, David, what's God saying? And I was like, what? Like, I thought you were going to say, like, how you doing, you know? And just first thing, like, not like, how you doing? Not where's the meeting? Not what hotel am I staying at? Just to, what's God saying? And I just started to sweat. And I was like, uh, and he repeated himself. I'm just asking you, what's God saying? I'm here, I'm here. What, what's God saying to your church? What's, what is God saying? I, I need to know that for, what, for, the, for a ministry this week. And I just looked at him and just got so scared. I just said, I have no idea. I don't know. I, I am so scared in this moment. I don't, I, I'm really not sure. And I think that in that moment, one of the things that I learned was that God is speaking. And one of the most thrilling ways to live in life, in all of us are in ministry, in our ministries, is just ask yourself the question, what's God doing? What's God saying? Like, what's he saying about your business? Does he have an opinion? I'll bet he does. Like, what is God saying about right now how you parent? Each one of your children, do you think that God has thoughts and ideas that he would delight to speak to you about your kid, about your marriage, about your finances, about your ministry, about people that he sent his son to die for so they could have eternal life that you have relationship with? My bet is that he has some things he'd like to say that he'd like to speak to. And so I want to invite you just to start to think about even that question that that pastor asked me, what's God saying? And not to be scared of that. And, and, and I know, man, you go down this route and everybody starts to get nervous because, well, I, if, if people could say that, if people could start to communicate what they believe God is saying, does that, where does that put me? What's, and, and people could say some weird things. Okay. All right. That's true. But let's just embrace your own relationship with Jesus, your own calling, and don't let their excess or maybe their lack of pursuit of knowing the voice of God, don't let those be the things that hinder you from saying, I am going to listen to the voice of God. I'm going to intently and intentionally listen. I'm not gonna stop. I wanna stress that the most fulfilling way to live, the most enjoyable way to live is actually hearing his voice. Like when, you, when you're living a life where you're 
You're sh- you're, you've got this confidence. God speaks, and me as this human being living on planet Earth, I get to hear his voice. It's one of the most enjoyable ways to live. And so if you start to get this vision, I can hear his voice, it'll, it'll start to change the way that you schedule your time and the way that you live your life with this intentionality that, as for me, I, I don't want to... I don't want to live not hearing his voice when he's speaking. Look at, look at this, Matthew 17. This is just fun. I was just studying this this week and just popped out at me. Just, just catch this, all right? This is the, the Mount of Transfiguration, famous story, but just, just catch just this one piece. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. I just want that phrase, listen to him. There's an audible voice from heaven and a part of the proclamation, a part of the command to the disciples is listen. Like the audible voice didn't say serve. We know we are to serve. It it didn't say talk or obey. It, It said listen, listen, like listen. And I just want you to just capture that. Like no doubt about it, audible voice from heaven. It's not singling out those other things and saying, don't do those things. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is just the emphasis when an audible voice speaks and says, listen, listen to Jesus. And I just, I just think we do well to start to say, okay, this idea of this frequency series is that God is speaking. And the question is just this, are you listening? Because God is speaking and I'm quite certain that God doesn't have a speaking problem It's probably just that we have a listening problem. And so I want to invite you that undoubtedly, even if it's been years since you feel like you've heard his voice, to scrape off some of the pain, excuses, frustrations where you've been hurt and just start afresh and anew with this confidence. Okay, you are the God of the universe. You do like to speak to your children. You are speaking today. Holy Spirit, you're the mouthpiece that speaks. You indwell me. And so I'm not gonna let abuses, frustration, excuses, all those things hinder me from present tense hearing God. Well, I wanna have a theological debate about it. Well, I've been hurt in the past. I wanna invite you into an experiential, conversational hearing God. Where you're like, I, if he is speaking, I want to get close. And I want to get to the point where I recognize his voice. Where I can say, where someone could say, what's God saying? And you've got, let me, let me, let me tell you what I, what I sense God is saying. And I, I'm not trying to create a formula. I don't know how often God speaks. I'm not trying to say any of that stuff. I don't know. What I am saying is that he speaks and we listen. And so let's, let's, Enter in with resolution as you work at the high school, 
as you work at the business, as you parent your children, as you attend college, as you attend high school, whoever's in the room, that he's speaking and you have an ear that's attentive to listen. I love, um, you know, having four kids. It's one of the highlights of my life. And they're getting a little bit older now. And as they get older, their voices are getting a little bit more distinct. But especially when they were younger, they would call. And one of my favorite things was they all had the same greeting. They would all say, hi, daddy. That was the, and that was my, it's just like, it's my favorite thing. You know, I'd pick up my iPhone and, and it would just say, you know, home phone. And, and if I were to pick it up, it would be high, same words, hi, daddy, from one of my kids. But man, on that hi, daddy, I could tell you which one it was because I live with those kids and man, I hang out with those kids and I listen to those kids talk all the time. And so I know the intonation and I know the tone. I know, I just, I, I know those kids, but I was talking to Olivia this week and, and she said, even with how much grandparents love them and know them, if when, when they talk to grandparents on the phone and grandparents are close, but grandparents will say, they'll say, hi, Mimi or hi, whoever, and they'll say, who is this, right? Now, here's the point. Even with, even with grandparents that love them and talk to them, they don't love them and talk to them and know them like I do, right? And I can recognize their voice. Here's the reality. If you'll, if you'll listen and you'll spend time in a conversational friendship with God, your confidence in his voice will get stronger. And as weeks turn to months and years, I love talking to guys that are older, men and women that are older, and they have this confidence well, that the, on what the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. And it's tempting to kind of look and say, are you sure? But they have this confidence, people that have been walking with God really closely for years. And so I want to encourage you, it is possible to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. It is confident, it, it is possible. And so I want to invite you to develop that and, and to just know that, that he he is speaking and you can get to where you recognize it. The question is not if he's speaking or not. He's, he's, he's been speaking. It's just, are you, are you tuned in? Are you listening? Like, have you, have you rearranged your life in such a way that you're able to hear, that you're able to listen? When uh, I was growing up, um, my parents uh, decided that since we had, they had four kids, that they were not gonna have cable, right? And so there was not many options in the Perkins home when it came to television. And uh, just like them, I'm the same way. I got four little kids at home. And we do not have cable. There's not many options in my house. But the funny thing was is that as soon as they became empty nesters, they got cable. <laughs> now, here's my point. You're like, that was random. Listen, cable was always there. It was always available. They, they could tune in and get those channels anytime if they would just get the right hookups and make it happen. And I'm just saying that, like there's a lot, there's, there's more available to you. And you just, you just, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? The Holy Spirit is the, he is the hookup. I mean, he'll help you get connected to what God is saying. And he's available to speak to you. And our, our goal is to just develop this, this determination. That's really all I'm aiming at today. It's last week I was just wanting to aim this confidence he speaks. And this week I really want you to just get this, Wow. Just a wow in your heart. Like, wow, if he's speaking. Man, I want to rearrange my life. Make sure that I hear his voice. Like, I don't want to stand before him one day and I've not heard him. I just I want to hear God. Like, I know you're smart and I know you're successful 
And I know you got lots of reasons to say, but, 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 but imagine the disappointment if there is a God who created the universe and he desires to speak to you and you're not listening. I mean, just, just the weight of that. I was wrestling with this this week. So I called one of my mentors in his seventies and I just said, Hey, I, I, I'm preaching on hearing God this week. And I just want to know how, how, how often do you hear God? You know, and I'm not like saying that what happens for him is for all of us, but I was just interested. He said, multiple times a day. And I said, oh, come on. He said, multiple times a day. I said, no. And then he said this. He goes, well, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. And so we, on our own, are able to have the indwelling Holy Spirit lead us into all truth. And so when there is truth, when there's revelation, when there's things that make me more like Jesus and it comes from the scripture, I'm just convinced that's the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And so I called a different mentor. I was like, that's too much, man. That's so hard. Multiple times a day. I called a different guy. He's in his 50s. I thought, this guy, he's going to just give me once a year, brother. And he said, uh, yeah, I, 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 if, I, if I go a couple days without, without hearing God, then I want to rearrange my life in such a way to, to listen better. And so I give you those, not as a prescription, not as how it ought to be, just as testimony. That there, there's, there's, if there's people that are saying, man, I, I'm, I'm hearing God. I just want that to be inside of you. Like, I want to hear God like that. Like, if it's possible to speak to God and, and have God speak to me. And man, I, I got that as, as part of my resolution. I'm going to be someone that listens. And I just want that to grow in us. And so I know to do that, you have to tune out the distractions. All right. So tune God in. You're gonna have to tune some stuff out. You have limited capacity. And so I wanna invite you to just do that. <laughs> like just a part of our maturity in Christ is constantly getting rid of the distractions. And so it's just okay as a Christ follower that's really, it's really all about Jesus. I love watching people that over time just slowly get less fascinated with some of the things some of the hobbies, some of the pleasures of the planet, because the pleasures of the kingdom just continue to start to burn in their heart. And so straight up, you might say, yeah, but I've got fear of missing out. I might miss out if I, if I don't have fill in the blank. And so my, my encouragement to you is create some space where you're intentionally waiting to hear God and watch your desires transform to where you actually crave hearing God's voice more than you crave whatever else tends to fill up your time. And I'm not talking about bad things. I mean, surely, certainly the bad things, but certainly some of those good things that you just, you just over time go, I actually care about hearing God's voice more than that blank. And it'll start, it starts to happen, especially when you start to even have this confidence that he's speaking and one of the things that happens when we're massively distracted is we slowly, without realizing, start to live on other people's revelation. Like somebody else wrote the song and so I sing the song or, or I, I read a blog this week and somebody else blogged it or I read an article or, hey, that, that preacher on Sundays, man, he might, he's 
kind of crazy, but he's good. You know what I mean? Hopefully, did you say that? No, just kidding. Like, like, like somebody else. But here's my hope. My hope is that you would say, I have a determination. It's not the sermons on Sunday or the blogs that I read or even the MP3s I listen to during the week. Or, but man, I, I, I want to hear God. Like I got, I'm, however old you are, how, I, right now, whether you're young, whether you're middle, whether you're old, in this phase of my life, I want to hear God. And so, and so I just, I, that's what I feel like. I feel like for a lot of us, it's other people's. Other people have heard God and so, well, they wrote the book or they, and, and, it's, and sometimes, not always, but sometimes, no, no, don't get me wrong. Sometimes those things can propel us forward and man, we're feeding ourselves and that's helping us in our, and that's great. I'm just saying, may it never be a substitute. And so I think sometimes it can be. I grew up uh, always getting hand-me-downs. Uh, my, when we lived in Moscow, Idaho, there was this family, the, the Salisbury's, and they had two boys, and they always brought garbage bags of clothes for me to wear. My whole like life, like I grew up wearing their clothes, you know. And, and then we moved up. When then we moved to Oklahoma City, and and there was the Knowles, and the Knowles, uh, they they had two boys, and they gave us garbage bags of clothes. I think I just looked so bad. Everybody was just giving us garbage bags of clothes. But uh, it's actually worse because at least the Salisbury's in Idaho, their two boys were older than me. Um, in Oklahoma, it was actually kids younger than me. Kevin was younger, two years younger than me, giving me the clothes that he outgrew. So it wasn't really hand-me-downs. I got hand-me-ups. Um, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but true. And, uh, but I remember in the, in the seventh grade, I remember telling my parents, I'm done with that. Like, I want... Give me, in the 1989, it was like, give me some Bugle Boy jeans. Like, I want my own, that's what I want. Like, I want my own clothes. Like, I, here's my point. I think it's easy for us to just live on somebody else's hand-me-downs. And I'm just asking you to get in your heart a little bit. I want my own revelation. I want to read the Sermon on the Mount and hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. I want to I, I wanna, I wanna study the scriptures and have thoughts and ideas that, I have a growing confidence. This is, this is the Holy Spirit speaking to me and he's helping me apply these ideas to my life. He's helping me think through. Man, the Holy Spirit gave me this idea about how to handle this person at my, at my job. The Holy Spirit gave me this idea on how I, can, how I can be kind to this person who has been so, so unkind to me. And you develop that strength and I just want you to grow in that conviction that he will speak. He is speaking. Jesus, Jesus looks at his disciples and Jesus has this conversation with them. And, and I just want you to know, Jesus, is, there's still a desire to have conversation with you. Jesus, want, he, the, there can be conversation today. If he loved you enough to die for you, he loves you enough to talk to you, right? Like he wants to speak. And I want to encourage you not to have a relationship where it's just he's on mute, but where you've got confidence. He's speaking. And sometimes one of the distractions is a lie from the enemy that says, well, he'll speak to others, but not to you. I talked about this a little bit last week because this is one of the ones that as I sit with people over coffee, I, this is the idea that comes up so much. Well, I, and it's back on them. It's back on their failure. It's back on, God could speak to so-and-so because so-and-so, that 
So-and-so, the mature Christian. So-and-so, just whoever that person is out there is so much different than me because I have failure or I've experienced this. Or, and it's often a narrative about, about how somehow they've missed the boat because of their inadequacies or, or something along those lines. And I just, I just think you look at the narrative of scriptures and you just realize God speaks to broken people. I just want you to get that. Like, I don't care where you're at with God today. I don't care how messed up you are. I don't care what your problems are. He still speaks and he speaks to broken people. He speaks right in the middle of your situation. I mean, right at, like, I don't, listen to this. Jonah went the opposite direction of where God told him to go. God speaks to Noah. Noah's a drunk. God speaks to Jacob. Jacob's a liar. God speaks to Gideon. Gideon's living in fear. God speaks to Moses. Moses a murderer. God speaks to David, an adulterer and a murderer. You getting the idea? God speaks to Elijah, living in depression, right? He speaks to the disciples who run away in the moment where they should have been loyal to Jesus. Speaks to Paul, who's murdering Christians. You get the concept? Here's what I want you to get. It's not about you. His love is strong and he loves to speak and he'll speak to you. So I wanna just give us a few steps on how we can practically start to hear God's voice. Number one is this, slow down. We live in the crazy busy culture. I know, I live in it too. Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. I wanna, figure, I wanna invite you just to look at your schedule, look at your life, figure out how you can slow down enough, squeeze out what you have to, but be still and know. That's number two, squeeze out, squeeze out competing voices. Like you, you're always gonna have a lot in your life. Just welcome to 21st century life in America. There's always gonna be a lot. But I wanna invite you just to start to even, even start to kind of squeeze out some of the good things in order to have a God thing going. Like me and God, we're, we're gonna have this intimate friendship. And the third one is I wanna invite you just to ask him. Just ask him to speak to you. Just, okay, Lord, speak to me. Like, talk to me. Like, I, I, I need to hear you. Please speak to me about, about how to handle this thing going on with my, with my spouse. God, please speak to me about, man, what do you want me to do with, with my job? God, how, how can I, God, what, what do you want me to do with this son or this daughter or this situation? God, you see, God, you see, and I, I'm more excited about your ability to help me than my own intellect and wisdom. God helping is significantly helpful and he wants to speak to you in the midst of your situation. David says it this way in Psalm 28, look at this. He goes, to you, Lord, I call, you are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. That's just what I want you to lock in with. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Like somehow we have so much stuff and we're so stimulated with so many things. I don't think we have that cry in us. It's like preachers have to say, hey, he's good. He speaks. You should want him. But once you've actually tasted that he speaks, then you get what's in David's heart right here where he's going, ah, do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, God, if you're quiet, if you remain silent, 
I will be like those who go down to the pit. I, I want to hear your voice. And I just am praying that some of that grit gets down in you. Oh God, don't turn a deaf ear to me. I need you. If you remain silent, I'm in trouble. If you remain silent, so just that aim. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask God. Man, ask God to speak. And the fourth one, just practically, I would encourage you with is this. Obey the last thing he told you to do. That person he told you to forgive, you just dug in your heels and said, no chance. That's probably creating a little bit of blockage in your communication. If he told you to go do something and you're not doing it, well, the best thing that you can do to just have the, the frequency open up is just hear, hear him and obey. My sheep hear my voice. They follow me. If you've heard, but you're not following, the best thing you can do is say, all right, I'm gonna follow. I wanna close by just reading this quote by Brother Lawrence. He said this, there is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Those only can comprehend it who practice and experience it. I do not advise you to do it for that motive. It is not pleasure that we ought to seek in this exercise, but let us do it from a principle of love and because God would have us do it. I wanna tell you, this kind of friendship, he speaks, you listen, and you obey. It's the most rewarding way to live. And when we don't have it, we live in a culture that goes, well, I'll find some other way. I'll find some other thing to shut down the longing and the desire. So from the outside, sometimes for us, we're always saying, how do I do the Jesus thing and still get some of that? Some of those fringe good life things. And I wanna tell you, it's actually the opposite. You go into the relationship and let some of those desires fade out. And this intimate friendship with God, same way, Adam, walking with God in the garden, you were made for relationship. You work best in relationship. Apart from a relationship, Christianity feels hard and broken with continual conversational relationship with God. It's rewarding and fulfilling. And my prayer is that all of us would grow, get the opportunity, discover, push forward in, even sacrifice for that kind of conversational, listening to God, heeding, obeying, and seeing God work in our lives. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me? If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory@radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radian Church Podcast.